0: We good money. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Better Why Podcast, your modern day Tia's kitchen table with a little bit of cheesement and less yelling on most days. So here we are, episode five. That's Thank money. you for joining us, hanging out with us, with us, <laughs> with us hanging out with us, hanging out oh, with God. us. Um. So if y'all missed the last episode well go listen to it <laughs> um last week we welcomed two uh two of people near and dear to our heart um they spent some time with us from their active lives to share some wisdom on parenthood so if you haven't listened tune in for some good laughs and personal experiences and we should probably tell honey
1: we should probably tell everybody who we are <laughs> Wow. Okay. My name is CEO. <laughs> so in, in addition to having some like really dope uh, guests last week, we also announced the winner to our very first giveaway. So congrats to her. We've already connected with her to make sure that she's able to collect on her monies. Um, and we will definitely be doing more giveaways. So stay tuned um, to see what that uh, next prize is
0: and all of that information will be launched on Instagram. So if you don't follow us already, follow us at betoywithtwice podcast So what's up Brenda? How how long um not how long? Well, what's new? How things been?
1: Uh, things have been good. I actually just found out today that uh, my company uh, is moving the timeline for like what you would what we would call phase one return to 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 physical uh, work to july so initially it was april so now it's not until after july so we are going to be working remotely for for a little while which honestly i don't mind i think at the beginning it was like obviously a struggle trying to like uh com- com- compartmentalize like everything but mm-hmm to be honest, I, I, I like working remotely. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's also because even though at work, and this is specifically for work scenarios, right? Even though I am friendly at work, I'm not really friends with anybody at work. I don't know if that, that makes sense. any sense, but so that it's not sense. like, so like, even though I do uh miss like the, the, I guess the the physical the, the the personal interactions with people. I didn't necessarily have any type of deep relationships with anybody at work, um, be, for many reasons that I'm not going to mention on the podcast. But um, but yeah, so I, honestly, I'm 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 cool with working remotely. But yeah, so th- that's that. And then um, also spent the last week uh, watching uh, Harry Potter movies. <laughs> so hey i
0: love harry potter
1: listen and let me tell you who came who actually um pitched the idea of watching the movies kiyoshi he had never seen uh harry potter movies and he was just like hey babe oh I God, know-
0: really,
1: yeah he's like i know you love harry potter and i want to understand why you like it so much so let's watch all seven movies so he literally sat through all seven movies and watched them with me and by the end he was like this is amazing. I get the allure. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, it was really sweet that he like took interest in something that I like and that I enjoy. And it was like a really cute, like bonding for us. So, but other than that's that, cute. girl, I haven't been really like nothing much has changed um, in, in my life. I feel good and, you know, hopeful for, for this coming year. That's, that's pretty much it. What's been going on with you? I got a car. Hey! Today, <laughs> that's awesome. Literally.
0: What'd you end up getting? Um, so remember how I said that my car well, I sold it to the insurance and they, whatever they um, left it at the salvage lot. Mm-hmm. Well, at the salvage lot, you can bid. They have car auctions, so I ended up bidding on my actual car, my old car, so the car that was stolen. So I literally bought it back So shout out to the real MVP, Natalie, for helping me with the process, because if it wasn't for her, I definitely wouldn't have a car right now. So actually the auction was on Tuesday and Natalie was the one who was bidding for me because I had two (laughs) meetings back to back in the morning and I wasn't going to be able to do it or to bid on it. And so... Really, you know, shout out to her because yes. without her, I probably would have had to take the day off or do some, you know, something radical. Um, that is, but, so that's real. That's real support right there.
1: That's
0: real love. That's, that's awesome. So I got, I got a new, well, not a new car, but I got my car back, which was great because I mean, I didn't find anything. So part of the reason why I got, or I went back to try to get that car was because one, I knew there was nothing wrong with it. So when you do auctions, you can literally start at $0. Of course, it was at $0 until people were bidding on it. But I still got it for a good price compared to what I would have gotten mm-hmm. or would not have gotten, really.
1: Did you get it for mm-hmm. like yeah. uh, um, a good price, as they say? A good price, like a price that was yes. like, reasonable? Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that is the biggest
0: thing besides consuming a new role at work which you, has ha- you know got me up the wall
1: I didn't know you got a new new job that's awesome do yeah. you feel like um like that they they will eventually compensate and compensate you for taking on these additional tasks
0: I don't think so mm. I don't think so this Is only for I don't I don't know actually I think the the person is going to be, I don't know when they're coming back, but this is
1: not permanent. It's temporary.
0: No, this is temporary. Yeah. I'm just okay.
1: covering. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's like a covered. good, a good time and a good opportunity to learn and maybe get like these other experiences under your belt so that you can go out and yeah. utilize them in other, in other spaces. I think that's great. Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: Yeah, And I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's exciting to work with, um, a different team other mm-hmm. than your own, one that I've worked
1: with for years already, you know? So
0: for me it was like, oh okay, like this will this will um break up
1: the monotony in a little
0: bit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess we can move right along to our next well, our question of the not the question of the day because we got several questions in here. Oh yeah but, we do. Yeah. Our icebreaker, I guess so the question is the zombie apocalypse is coming who are three people you want on your team it can be anyone it can be celebrities it could be joe schmo down the corner
1: honestly you know what's funny (laughs) when i first saw this i don't know uh the first thing i thought i was like all right so i would want to bring people that i love with me but then i'm like do they got the skills to survive though? I mean, wow. I know I don't.
0: Wow, 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 wow. No, but
1: I, I'm being real though. It's just <laughs> like, all right, if I'm thinking of this, like, do I want to think of this, like in terms of like my my friends and family or, well, I guess it doesn't give you a limit. So I guess it, it's uh, the question is just saying who are three people you want on your team. So that means I could bring all my homies. I could bring, you know, Kiyoshi, my love, my family. And then in addition to that, I can bring through these three people that are going to be like the ones to to help us or train us so that we can overcome this zombie apocalypse. That's how my mind works.
0: Yeah, sure. sure. I mean, we we could think about the idea of the zombie apocalypse is here. We in a house filled with our loved ones or Mm -hmm. filled with people most likely our loved ones and who are three people you gonna bring out there to go get, get that can of food that's right by that zombie
1: okay so i think the 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 one of the first people that i would have is like a scientist slash doctor uh so a scientist obviously like would be able to try to come up with some sort of of um well i guess that they would be two separate ones so i say scientist and doctor so like a scientist to try to figure out a solution to what caused this these people to turn into zombies and how to like solve the problem and then a doctor in case people get hurt or or something somebody needs medical attention and as we know healthcare is a basic necessity so um, and then my last one would be uh, someone that knows how to fight and can train us to fight. So <laughs> someone that is, is good in, in battle, I guess what you would say. So um, that okay. way, you know, she, he, or they can kind of uh, train the household on how how to be in combat and then also like, you know, basically prepare us to defend ourselves if we need to. Bang. That's mm-hmm. it.
0: So a doctor, a scientist, and a and a fighter.
1: Basically, yes.
0: I see you. Wow. Um, if I had to choose three people from my team, I would definitely choose somebody who can fight. Somebody who's really good with a machete. <laughs> that's a very specific that's still this. that's still the the person because i'm i'm thinking about the walking dead and how they just go around with the machete and just start you know slaying at zombies i've
1: actually Um, never seen that show so that's why i'm like it was so hard for me to come up with this
0: really yeah i used to watch it but i mean it's pretty popular
1: yeah i heard it's good
0: um so who else would i bring I mean, I don't want to say that I would bring a doctor because like, would I really bring a doctor? Like, I don't know. I can't really say that I would bring a scientist because we don't have a lab. So like, who would I bring? I don't know, girl. I feel like I would just bring three fighters, three people who are literally like trained ninjas, yeah. like vigilantes. But, but And if we're but... going to bring fantasy in it. Wait, but if we're going to bring fantasy in it, then which superhero would I bring? Mm, I would probably bring.
1: Um, I didn't even think about that, honestly. Oh I didn't, that didn't even cross my May- mind.
0: Because, I mean, in our reality, right? Are, z- are zombies real? Mm, I, don't I don't know. That, that doesn't and sound logical. All, you
1: never know. Anything is possible in this world, honestly.
0: Anything like... is possible. I mean, anything is possible because. I mean, I don't know what the timeline is, but soon we'll find out about aliens and UFOs. <laughs> so anything's it then anything really is possible. Um, but if I had to choose a superhero, because maybe I would, it would be Captain Marvel. Mm. She is the strongest. You know about Captain Marvel? I do. But maybe I'll bring Wonder Woman on my team.
1: Could.
0: But it has to be the Wonder Woman, the actress. <laughs> I forgot her name. I don't know her <laughs> name. I forgot her name too. But she, she's I don't know how much zombie it. killing we really would do if she was if she was um if she was on my team, but <laughs> you know.
1: I can't deal with you. See, I'm done. <laughs> I'm yeah, just uh, being real. I'm woman. just saying. I'm just saying. You
0: know what I mean. Just saying.
1: So yeah, that would be my team. So what's next? We got the our um. Our better Why questions that need answers. Do you want to do, do we want to do the explanation again? I mean, for those of you who don't know, so here
0: on our better Why podcast, we define better Why as a Spanglish expression of belief, of disbelief, I'm sorry, <laughs> sometimes rhetorical and sometimes not. So every week you'll hear us about our rhetorical better Whys and also discuss a genuine question uh, for our better Why, Who, What, When, and How. So, this week, our better why questions that quote unquote do not need answers is better why do women have to pay the pink tax? Mm. (laughs) So, we could go ahead, Brenda, you can share your thoughts about this.
1: Uh, I think, I think it's interesting, right? Because I think that obviously we know the reason why, because even though uh, women's women have made strides and, and, and uh, there have been a lot of policies and laws implemented to protect women from this type of like predatory behavior, behavior. And I say predatory because it is, it is uh, targeting women and charging them uh, more money for for similar products um, that that are needed by women, similar to some of the the products that are used by men, but women have to pay more simply because their products geared towards women or things that women need. Um, and when I say need, I mean um, products like pads, tampons, or, or people that menstruate need. So those products are are a lot of times there. They're more expensive. When um, they may cost uh, the same to make as a comparable a product comparable to something that's used by men, so I, I think that we still are living in a patriarchal society that uh, utilizes capitalism as a way to still um, target women. If you've ever been a
0: target and you go to the the section where there's shaving creams and mm. um and razors uh and things like that you'll see that what's declared the items declared for women are all like pastel colors or light Mm -hmm. colors or like the pinks and like the the yellow not the yellows really like the the purples or like the yeah. mint greens and then you go to the men's section quote unquote and then you'll see like the dark blues and the reds and the oranges and it's like these are the conditions that society just you know put we we encounter of of the fact that like pink is for girls and blue is for boys yeah. um so actually I just I just thought of of that being you know something to note because um it's not it literally it's it's called the pink tax for a reason right because there's this idea that you know women's products are a certain color even and and i think that's bullshit but for those of you who don't know what a pink tax is uh pink tax refers to the extra amount of money women pay for specific products or services. and sometimes you will hear it referred to as price discrimination or gender pricing.
1: Um, so I say, fuck the pink tax. I echo that. Also, you know what I've realized? i realized like all, all the past uh, questions that don't need answers uh, this seg- for this segment have been about capitalism in some way. So, <laughs> It's like, all right, so basically we are sick and tired of capitalism and having to pay unreasonable amounts of money for everything. I guess it's the moral of this particular segment. Oh, man. Uh, Anyway.
0: Anyways. I mean, we could carry right on to just talk about some of the things that have happened within the last two weeks right since our last um since our last episode so as y'all know or if you don't know the last two weeks have been extremely eventful uh moments that will truly be written in history of course as with many others have taken place so some of the topics that we wanted to talk about today there were too many things that happened this these past two weeks that we felt that um, we couldn't could not not talk about right so I think mm-hmm. um, it was harder to choose I guess but um, we we decided that we wanted to touch based on, on the riots that happened um, and the inauguration, and, and highlight some of the things that we were feeling throughout the last two weeks. Yeah. So, I guess, go ahead, Brenda, kick it off. Let's hear your thoughts. The riots,
1: oh. we could start I mean, there. Honestly, when I first saw that it was happening, it was kind of funny. And I say this disclaimer, uh, before realizing the magnitude of everything that was happening. I was just like, these, these idiots (laughs) are, are, are doing all of this, of someone that is providing them inaccurate information and just really feeding on, on their concept or their perception of, of, um, of the government and also of um, other folks that are not like them. But, and I was just like, you know what, I'm just sip my tea and, and honestly let these white folks and mostly white folks, but there's obviously, there were there were other, there were a lot of Latinx people there as well, unfortunately, and other people of color, but kind of let them do do whatever they do. But when I started to see what was really happening and how large the crowd was, it was honestly scary i wasn't surprised but it was still scary to watch you know um and to kind of see like how they were allowed to literally go past the barriers and go into the actual capitol building like they were able to get inside and the first thing that came to mind and i know that a lot of people uh this was one of the first thoughts that came to their head and it was that there was a, a very clear difference between uh, this and the way that protesters for, for Black Lives Matter were, were treated. And, and if the people that were protesting or, or the people that were part of this uh, particular scenario were Black, they would not have even been allowed to step on um, anywhere near the Capitol building. You know, and that's just reality. And one of the things that that I heard multiple people say that, was that they were not saying to treat these people the way that 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 Black folks and Black Lives Matter protesters are treated, but don't treat Black people and Black Lives Matter protesters, people that are asserting their 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 rights and also are fighting literally for 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 humanity to be treated with respect and compassion especially when a lot of them were were, were peaceful so I think that the, those were some of the thoughts that came through my head I also heard a lot of like people saying especially like uh, specifically like in 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 Congress and politicians and, and and celebrities saying this is so un-american you know this is this is so shocking like we never thought that this would happen this was such a tragedy and I'm like, this is actually very American. This is literally, this is the result of of years and years and years of of this, uh, these people's um, emotions and and, um, perceptions bubbling over uh, right under the surface. Because I think that what we've seen is that anytime uh, white supremacy feels like they're losing their grip, right? And we make some sort of progress um for uh equality and, and an equitable society, there seems to be a a a lash, right? A, a uh, someone called it a white lash, right? Where where you start to see these groups of, of people uh, come out and, and um try to fight back against the progress. And I think in 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 this uh particular uh administration they were emboldened, they were empowered. So they this these sentiments, these situations always had the potential to happen. This has always been there. It's just it took someone like Donald Trump to embolden them and empower them. Just like you can empower someone to step into uh, their power and do something positive, you can empower someone to step into this this uh, this negative ideology and, and say, you know what, I have the right to do this. And they kept saying, I think one of the things they kept saying was, this is our house, you know? So it was like a Trump added gasoline to a flame that was already there, right? So I just... I feel like I'm kind of rambling, but there was just so much, so many different things that that were going through my head. And I also wanna wanna name that this is this is not the end of it. This is not something that is gonna stop just because Donald Trump is out of office. And I expect that as we try to continue to make progress and make change and make this country more inclusive and more equitable uh, for everyone. Uh, especially people that are non-white, that there's going to continue to be a backlash from these, these folks that are, that are feeling like uh, they're losing, in a way that they're losing control. I think that it also has to be said that there is this, this, I guess, more blatant, more visible uh, type of action that's, that's fueled by racism. And then you have the Polite racism that, that is a little bit harder to identify, which are the politicians that that we see that a lot of times try to, to um, cover their racism with uh, polite tones and um, an expansive vocabulary. Uh, but really their purpose is still the same and they are the same ones that are just they're more subversive with, with the work that they're doing to try to, to stop a progressive agenda. So I just think that there's a lot um, to think about and to, to acknowledge the fact that this, this, this may have been uh, new in, in the way that it manifested in terms of like the actual, the, the actual um, event that happened. But this, these types of sentiments, these types of uh, of processes, uh, have happened before in the past, and have been uh, conti- have continued to to survive because it has been allowed to survive. It has been uh, woven uh, throughout American history and continues to to remain in a lot of our policies that. Policies and agencies that continue to in structures and systems that continue to allow for these types of 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 situations to happen. So it's was, it was actually kind of funny because I had no idea what was happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I literally didn't know. I mean, I was at work, so I didn't hear. I mean, I don't have news messages coming to my phone. Like I you know, I'm very particular about where I get information from. Mm. So I was surprised when I, I went on to a meeting at work and all of a sudden it was like, oh, we need to turn on the TVs because we need to know what's happening. Like in the middle of the meeting, like it was like a, we need to stop the meeting or not stop the meeting, but we needed to address what was happening. Like really active, there was an active riot that was on national you know that was on television Mm. and when I was hearing like what was happening I'm like so I I truly didn't really understand what was happening because I'm like is like what like is this really happening you know but it was more so that it wasn't the idea that it was that it was happening it was the idea of like this is um, some of the things that I did see Um, and I can't even remember where it might've actually been on TV and, and I don't even know how, because we don't have TV anymore. So I don't even remember what it, where it was, but what I do remember is I saw that there was like barely any police presence or Mm -hmm. law enforcement present. And, and then I'm like, if those were black and Brown people, there would have been an army Mm -hmm. of people there would have been more than an army of officers the videos that I seen saw during um the Black Lives Matter protests by police officers was that was scary to me that that was scary the fact that I knew that law enforcement officers and people that hold so much power had the ability to literally hurt other people and and get away with it it Mm -hmm. is what was scary for me um but I just thought I remember thinking like okay these riots were like they were they didn't care to be prepared or they didn't what did they really think that they that nothing was going to happen because like because what like there's still a large group of irate people right like they have the possibility to injure and be harmful to others as we witnessed right like they were in the capital like what like I don't I just it was for me it was it was un but I I didn't think that um I had enough information to to genuinely feel Mm -hmm. something and right you know immediately like I didn't allow myself to just react based on what was you know based on how that other person was projecting their feelings right so I didn't really come from a place of fear I don't know. I just didn't come from a place of fear. I just came from a place of like, okay, well, let's figure out, like once this meeting is over, like, let's figure out the
1: facts. So I just want to clarify. So, so it didn't happen at the White House. It happened at the Capitol building. Trump was hanging, was chilling in the White House away from, from, from all the all the rioters and I'm gonna call them domestic terrorists that that went into the Capitol building. He was chilling in the White House. They were attacking. They were invading the Capitol building where all of Congress was. So I just wanted to um, clarify that to to, to avoid confusion, because he was chilling. I don't want people to think like he was like in the midst of all this shit. He was chilling in the White House while, while this building was getting stormed. God. So. I I also think that one of the things that made me really sad and it was more so because I feel like the riot overall made me angry, but I wasn't surprised. I was a little scared. There was a lot of like different emotions happening, but for the most part, I was like, I'm gonna let these like Trump supporters, white people, domestic terrorists do what they do and let the US government handle it. I'm just gonna sit here, sip my tea and make sure that my community is good, right? But I think one of the sadder things was when I was watching the news and after these people uh, finally left and they were able to, to clear out the, the, the Capitol building, the people that were cleaning up the, the, the Capitol building, right, the custodians, the the, the, um, the other folks that, that were helping to clean up and got, kind of get things back in order they were almost all black people and other people of color. And it's just, it was just like, in a way, like a representation of this country, honestly, that that white people come and they fuck shit up with entitlement. And usually after white supremacy does what it does, black people, Black women usually at the forefront and other people of color are the ones that are left to solve it and to clean up the mess. And it's just really disheartening. But again, like I said, I'm not surprised, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't make me sad. But I think it also in, 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 on the other end, it, it gives me it, it kind of um, reminds me that we need to continue to do work because um, evil only flourishes when good people do nothing. So I think that we just need to continue to push back. And I think we said this in the very first episode that we had and it's, we cannot allow ourselves to fall back asleep just because Trump is out of office, because this is not the end of it. This is just the beginning. And it's an opportunity for us to continue to, to make changes and, and uh, to essentially, yeah, continue to fight back, uh, back uh, white supremacy and other inequities.
0: I, unfortunately, you know, as we talked about, or as you had mentioned, I've been unplugged in a way. So I didn't, I would actually like to see, um, where did you see that those folks cleaning up like, did you see that online? On, on
1: um, there were multiple. Like, how were, there were we privy? So we privy to that? Uh, videos and pictures. Okay. Yep. So you just have to you just have to look it up. Any any news network, uh, almost at any major news network, you'll be able to find that if if you wanna if you wanna actually see it. But yeah, and and I think that even without seeing it, I think that we can agree that usually the folks that are in those uh, a lot of those um, positions, especially like in, in, in some of these type of structures or, or I guess government agencies, sometimes a lot of them end up being people of color. So I think that it just, yeah, it says a lot.
0: Well, I guess my mentality is that I don't even think that we're allowed in, in, in that space, you know, as black and brown people. So like when you when we say like, oh, even the cleaning people were black and brown people, or even, you know, or the cleaning people were um black and brown people, it's like, Oh wow, we we're actually allowed in those spaces, like you know what I
1: mean? Like we And that's not the takeaway in the that- can be in the White House. Oh, okay. And that's not to take away from, from like, I think it's also worth mentioning that this, these past couple of years have been a lot of firsts also for people of color within Congress and government. Like we've had the first black Senator was just elected in, in Georgia, which is really super dope. And, and uh, we've had the most right now, there is the most uh, uh, black and Latinx of people in house of representatives and the senate than has been ever so that's that's i guess also a victory we should name right <laughs> so i know that it can and yeah, this is a very heavy a very heavy topic so
0: which leads us into our next um our next topic of discussion
1: yes perfect <laughs> transition president. i love it
0: madam vice president whoop whoop um so it's really about the inauguration and 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 what that was like. Did you so d- did you watch the inauguration? Like, did you take time off from work to watch it, or did you recap it?
1: So I actually tried to. I mean, you know, CEO, that I am not a good multitasker, and in my defense. It has been proven that really multitasking is not effective. And it does not really
0: exist. Like there's no actual, there's no way that you could really multitask. Like you, it's, it's impossible.
1: Right. So, I mean, I I guess I'm saying all this to say that, yes, I was watching it while I was at work. Hope nobody from work hears this. But I was watching, (laughs) I was watching the inauguration, you know, while I was working. I mean are employers really thinking
0: that their staff didn't watch the inauguration while they were at work knowing damn well that everyone was home like everyone was probably watching it
1: except I definitely didn't watch it live I had to recap it was really long I I I mean I didn't pay attention. nine hours yeah I didn't pay attention to everything I obviously like when they were like doing the, the when people were walking through the hallway and stuff, I was not even paying attention. It was on, but I wasn't even paying attention. It was just like when they were doing the swearing, the performances, when um, the officer that um, the the officer that led the the insurgents from um, away from the Senate because it was a big group of of uh, of Trump supporters that were like this close to going going into one of the rooms where the senators were. And this police officer pretty much like um, provoked them so that they would follow him instead. So he it would he yeah, you know, he received the acknowledgement, which I thought was really cool. So yeah, they did that during the the inauguration too.
0: I must have missed that part because I mean it must have been within amongst the nine nine hours and 25 minutes of the video that I saw on (laughs) YouTube
1: really long yes what was your favorite part or did you watch it well obviously you just said you watched it so what was your favorite part
0: so yeah I mean I watched so it was so funny because I think that at the point well here was the thing I we tried to watch it at the house and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden my phone rang for work so I had to not I wasn't able to watch it so the only part that I saw was Lady Gaga, J Lo, and I. And that was I didn't even watch all of J Lo's, um, you know, part. I just saw leading up to almost the end, and that was the end of it. So I had to recap on it. But my favorite part, I mean, I think that the part that touched me the most was when you know Kamala got sworn in. I think of all of what I what I did see, um, I think that was that was. The, the part that I enjoyed the and most she was
1: sworn in um, by I the got, first you know Hurricane just emotional Supreme Court justice Sonia yeah. Sotomayor that's so, so,
0: amazing yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> from the from the Bronx hey. you know, New Yorker shout out to all my New Yorkers Woo-woo. um so I think that part for me was you know that that was the the part I was emotional at and you know, I felt the tears coming on. Like this is just, you know, monumental moment. And you know, as we acknowledged in the first episode, that was my favorite part. And of course, Lady Gaga, she killed it. I love Lady Gaga. It was good.
1: Yo, JLo cracked me up. I'm not gonna. (laughs) When she said, let's get loud. No, when she started speaking Spanish and it's like, Everybody in like her vicinity were most of the people that were sitting there were blanquitos. Like I'm like, they have no idea what you're saying, bruh. And like they're looking, they're looking at her like and I guess she was she was repping for for the Latinx folks. So that was like I appreciated that. Even though I didn't like the choice of singing, This land is your land, this land is my land. But it is what it is. What do you think she should have sang? <laughs> honestly I don't even know I couldn't tell you that but I just know that it just it just felt I mean the song I mean overall I feel like the traditional American songs are really (laughs) have the these undertones if you really listen to the words and 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 uh, look up like even the the, the full uh, verses of, of a lot of these songs that are tradition traditional for to America, and they have these underlying tones of like um, imperialism, of of racism, and of of xenophobia. So I'm just like. This land is your land. This land is my land. Like this land was actually stolen from the indigenous people, the okay. natives of the U.S. So it's like, really, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not feeling that choice. But I think it. Uh, it was at least cool that, um, you know, she was represented. Um, was I guess uh, showing uh, representation of uh, Latinx people on like a major stage and a major like government function I guess
0: yeah I mean I, I wondered like who did they try to get to perform mm. or to be at the inauguration right like you know I don't know I wonder who how you know how many other people turned down the the uh, possibility to be there
1: I'd be curious to know that actually because I feel like they announced that for like Trump it was like this big deal so I'd be curious to know that too, but I feel like mad people wanted to to come to the inaug- on inauguration for Biden and Kamala, like just because it there was basically history being made specifically with Kamala. So, but I, that would be I'd be curious to know that. Okay, I'm 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 looking forward to see um you know what changes they actually make I mean so far there's been a couple of executive orders that have been signed by Biden but ultimately that's not what we want we want them to be signed into law and actually be be um voted on um because that means that they will be permanent I mean albeit they can be rolled back or, or they can be voted on again to be changed but that's harder uh, an executive order can be overturned by the next president, so even though that's a great it's a it's a good solution. I'm, ha- I'm I'm a lot of these things that are happening um, needed to happen, um, but as we are seeing now Biden is able to overturn a lot of these executive uh, these wild ass uh, bigoted uh, executive orders that Trump put into place because they were what they were executive orders, which means that Biden um, as the new administration was able to change them but again that is the call we need to make from him yes it's great that he's signing these executive orders but they need to bring it to the table so that they could be voted on by the house of representatives and by the senate in order to become law so that we don't have to worry about this shit when we get the next uh, president that comes in into power
0: well Biden has four years to yeah bring his ass to get this country back not even back to get this country to a place where it is truly equality for all but Mm -hmm. we need to work on being anti-racist and fight Mm -hmm. every day Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as individuals
1: on the lower level yeah
0: but policy and practice is really what matters I
1: agree, but yeah, I think I think the the one of the ones that I paid attention to the most, the executive orders that he recently signed, was abolishing um, government contracts with private prisons. But the one thing that I did notice after doing some research is that they marketed it as abolishing uh, government contracts with private prisons, but in reality, all it is is abolishing future contracts with private prisons, meaning if they have a 10-year contract with a private prison, that that is obviously going to run its course, which means that if there was one signed last year, there's another 10 years remaining with that private prison. So, and it also doesn't, doesn't uh, eradicate um, immigration detention centers. So I think that we need to And again, going back to the first episode, we need to make sure that we read the fine print because yes, it sounds great. And it's like, wow, you know, he resolved this, like uh, no more private prisons, but really that's not what that is. Wow. So I can't,
0: I, I feel like we are not given the fine print. Right. So Mm -hmm. it's like, what's faced which is why I think it's important to filter news mm-hmm. um or your news sources and really ensure that wherever you're getting your information from you're getting you know the whole package essentially or right. you're getting it from a source that you know is um really telling the story how it is you know yep. or telling the telling the facts stating the facts not including the fine print not excluding the fine print yeah so I think you know that's great that that you shed light on that because you know to to remind us all because I think sometimes we also for you know forget um or take for granted where news comes from right like or not take for granted but just this idea that okay it's news but really who is the source of this news and who's paying them you know, yeah. who's in control of these, of these outlets, and it's mm-hmm. not always the people that are for us. Agreed. Um, so, yeah. so that's definitely a good reminder.
1: So but I, I mean, guess I'm, this I'm to hopeful. say we're watching y'all, we're watching y'all, and we should continue to watch our, our elected officials to make sure that they, they are doing what they promised they would do. Yes,
0: and we'll, we got four, we got four years to see what's to come to fruition.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I'm 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 hopeful. I'm hopeful, but uh, and um,
0: I mean, still on topic of the inauguration, but bringing us to our Woman Crush Wednesdays is hey. Amanda Gorman.
1: Oh, uh. she was amazing. Honestly, like I, she was literally my um. Besides what you mentioned uh, when Kamala got um sworn in by Sonia Sotomayor, uh, listening to Amanda Gorman like speak truth to power because that's literally what she did with her poetry was amazing. Like she did not, like they say in Spanish, no tuvo pelos en la lengua. So she said what she said and she had to say it, but she had such a beautiful, eloquent and hopeful way, uh, but also very direct and honest way of of, uh, portraying what has been happening through her, her art form, which is poetry. I think it was beautiful. Do you
0: want to tell us more about her? Yes. Yeah, so, um, well, she's 22 years old, the youngest mm-hmm. inaugural poet in U.S. history. Um, so, sh- you know, shout out to her for, um, you know, just sh- just being there. I think mm-hmm. and sharing her gift of of poetry really with us, and um, she really dropped the mic in a flawless way she really did um and it, it was just it, it came across so um it was so direct and it was um true like inauthentic I think you know just mm-hmm. just hearing her you could feel um feel what she was saying and I think yeah. that um Agreed. I mean I think her piece definitely moved a lot of people and that within itself is hopeful right like she mm-hmm. was able to 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 speak to the to the world really you know what I mean like she she spoke to everyone and I think that I mean she's just um, I can't find the right word for it but I mean shout out to her um, yes. for just you know showing. A uh, little black and brown kids that they too can do, you know, whatever it is that they want to do and truly be great. And she also has a book. I mean, I, I didn't purchase the book, but it's called The Hill We Climb. Yes.
1: Um, snap to yeah, that. I wish she, I could snap because I'd snap right
0: now. You, can snap. I, you know how many times I wanted to snap while you were talking? I'm like, gosh, I wish I could snap. Nobody could hear it. I can't snap. <laughs> Oh,
1: you actually can't snap. I don't.
0: No, girl, that's not one of my talents,
1: sis. I have many talents, and that is not one of them. Let me see you snap. You know what it sounds like. You You know when you try to turn on a lighter, and it doesn't turn on.
0: (laughs) I know what that sounds like.
1: That's exactly what it sounds like for that too. Uh. <laughs> oh and i don't want to take away from a man uh before i know that, that um sorry y'all we I, at least i can speak for myself i get distracted really easily so like literally there could be a, a a word or a phrase that co says that just prompts me to think of something so i apologize if it sounds a little scatterbrained but what i was going to say about amanda gorman too is like she just also reminds us of like how each of us plays a different role, right? I think that a lot of times when movements are happening and and people are, and we're seeing change makers in the news or on social media, the the, the first thing that we see, we see the the activists, we see the, the, the people in politics, right? The people that, those are the people that we think of when we think of change makers, right? We think of activists, we think of people in politics and we think of scholars. And and while they are indeed incredibly powerful, incredibly crucial to the movement and to making actual change and progress, people like Amanda that are artists that are storytellers, like that is also incredibly important because that is the way that people are inspired, the way that people feel like they matter and that they're able to continue to actually be in the movement and feel represented. And that's why I say stories are so important. And low key plug. Um, also, why I decided to also start to write. And you know, y'all could follow me on Instagram. I, I made a, a Instagram page to kind of share my writing, to share my story. Because like I said, our stories are worth telling. Um, it's uh, at B J L writes. Um, so yeah, you know, check out my poetry. Check out the writing. Um, it's, I think it's been a journey for me to be, to be able to share my, my writing publicly, because I think there's a sense of vulnerability when that comes with sharing your art, with sharing your writing. And I think that I, many months, even months, many years, and even many months ago, I wasn't at the point where I was comfortable enough. And now, you know, um, people like, like Amanda Gorman and, and other really dope ass, uh women and folks have have inspired me to to be brave enough to share my 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 poetry so yeah follow me check me out I'll be posting more stuff soon pero that's all I got for y'all
0: that's all I got for y'all that's that's a good amount that's all you got
1: that's all I got (laughs) uh anyway y'all Thank you for joining us again for another episode of Better Why Podcast. Seal, do you have anything else you want to add? No, except just, you know, thanks
0: for listening to us and being on our journey with us as we continue to learn and grow and grow into our best selves doing this podcast.
1: Yes. And please... Um, please send us a uh, feedback. We want to hear from y'all. If there's a specific topic that you want us to tackle, if there's something that we said that maybe, you know, you want to push back on or challenges on, please like uh, hit up our DMs. Um, you know, we, we want to be able to engage in conversations so that we can all continue to, to grow, progress, move forward. But yeah, y'all, thank you for joining us and have a great night morning afternoon and uh we will talk to y'all soon bye yes out